welcome to Babes on the Brink, and we've got another deep dive for you. Joining me as always, my darling, my faithful, it's Chili Philly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm fabulous and you're adorable. And we are truly blessed today with a Christmas miracle because we've got the goth goddess herself, Mary, hello. Oh my God, hello. Oh, I'm falling all over the place. I'm just going to put this down here. There. I'm just too excited, you guys. Just too excited to be around here. Oh, we're excited as well. How have you been since the show finished airing? Good. You know, it's like this like big uphill thing and then it finishes. And you're still just like a housewife at home. So... <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you it, it, like i slept so much when i got home after the show i because you know you know you can't sleep when you're there it's impossible um the first night i got home i couldn't sleep because the elephant walk didn't happen and i ended up staying awake for like 24 hours until i got my husband to play like super loud bangs on his phone and then I was like oh, okay I can go to sleep it was weird that I had to retrain my brain to be like okay you can go to sleep when it's quiet that is uh, wild yeah. um I don't understand how none of you slept like I went in with a Valium prescription and was virtually <laughs> unconscious every night was no one medically prepared for this? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think all of us were like, ah, oh, I know what I know what's happening. I get to hang out in a hotel with a bunch of cool people. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of us really knew what we were getting into, even though we'd watched the shows. Annabelle, was you was that a tip that somebody might have given you before you went in? No, I just, <laughs> I just Did you know a secret insider. I just know myself. Okay, so this is an Annabelle tip for anybody who wants a future. Go on the traders. Bring all your volume. in with sedatives. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's start at the beginning, Mary. So what was kind of, you said that you had watched the show before. What was your general familiarity with competition reality and and how much of the traders had you watched? So I'd watched the all of the American one when they started talking to me about it, because that was the easiest one to have access to. Uh, and then I started to watch the other ones, but like I said, on a, somewhere else, I was like, all of these competitions are kind of the same, and I don't want to ruin the suspense for myself. So I kind of just got an idea of the skeleton of the game, and I was like, okay, go in, make friends, lay low, that sort of situation. And... As far as competition reality shows go, you know, you just watch, like, the really silly ones that Netflix throws up, like Snowflake Mountain and stuff like that. So, <laughs> I love Snowflake uh, I know. I've, I've watched it twice. It does, it, like, gets better every time. I love it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I guess I, I wasn't fully prepared. Uh, but now that I've come out of it, I just can't stop watching mm-hmm. Uh, reality uh, in competitions and being like, okay, next time, next time I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So is it Kate did not help prepare you for this? No. <laughs> I, ironically, it didn't. <laughs> I thought, you know, the deception I, w- I would learn, but uh, yeah, it didn't, yeah. didn't. That's actually, okay, that's one of my daughter's favorite shows. 
Yeah. Is, is it cake or uh, nailed it, which she calls cake disaster. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Her favorite. Yeah. So. If only there had been a nailed it mission. Oh, I would have sold it. I would have done it. Actually, I'm surprised Nailed that they haven't even. done, like, a, is it cake just as a challenge for any of these sorts of things? That would be such an easy challenge. Is it cake? Here's the money. <laughs> so, $10,000 is it cake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So did you kind of, your idea was to make friends and, and lay low. Did you have a strategy coming into the game and, and did it change once you actually got there and got into the flow of it? Yeah, I think my like my first strategy was just like be confident uh, and like I said, big friends. Uh, it changed as soon as I was in front of the cameras because I'd never done anything like that. I was like, oh, I'm used to being on stage. I'm used to being in front of people. Way different, different ball game. Uh, and there was a few times where I had to just be like, oh, I need to remember how to breathe. Give me a second, you guys. I'm just going to go off by myself and, like, breathe for a minute, and then I'll come back because I would just talk really fast, and that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> what, what was your kind of motivation, like, on that with going on to the show? Was it about getting out of your comfort zone and having a new experience? I, so last year, 2022, had, like, my life kind of ruffled about. And so I decided that 2023 was going to be me doing new things and saying like, yes to all sorts of whatever and just see what happens. It's like that theory of like throw spaghetti at a wall and when it's done, something will stick. <laughs> and so I started doing stand up comedy and it sort of just like rolled into me being paid to do comedy. And then I got this opportunity and I said, yes. And there it was. It was meant to that's, be. That's so awesome. Yeah. I really love that attitude. Yeah. So, I, and I'm trying to continue on with that, like, upward trajectory for 2024, but it just, like, everything happened between January and July, and I was like, okay, I think I need to take the fall and winter to, to breathe a little bit. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. It's hard to maintain that pace <laughs> when it's not uh -huh. sustainable. <laughs> Well, that's really exciting. So you, you're you feeling a bit overwhelmed by the cameras, but you you arrived to the manor on the boat and all three traitors were on the boat as well. Was was that yeah. trip a key bonding time? Do you feel like it gave you an advantage of it at all? Uh, I know that people were jealous of the boat because anyone who was, <laughs> anyone who was in the cars just like apparently drove around for like an hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, us on the boat, we're just, like, lounging around in the sun and on the river. Um, yeah, I feel like I bonded quite a well with a lot of people on the boat. Uh, whether or not that helped me in the game, it didn't help me, like, you can't learn about someone's personality 100% in, like, a 45-minute boat ride up a river. Uh, but it does, in those kind of situations and in that kind of competition solidify sort of certain bonds because you're like, okay, we came here together. We should leave here together. That's sort of mindset. So it was just 45 minutes. It wasn't like a whole morning or anything. No, but like driving around and doing all sorts of other stuff, getting us prepared and yeah. like 
taking us from the hotel to the place to do it and then taking us to the manor and then getting us into our rooms in the manor and then filming us meeting at the manor and, you know, it's like all, all sorts of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I'm just trying to gauge the amount of time you got to have together because I mean I guess in in my instance who we arrived with played such a huge part in our game that was never that was never really highlighted I'm I'm just wondering how much did the cars and the and the boats dynamic especially with all the traitors being a boat people impact the game but it sounds like it it didn't really and that echoes what other no, people have said No that's us. not really what I think what happened with our group of people is like the the celebrities kind of banded together and then everyone else was kind of like, oh, okay, we'll be over here. <laughs> we'll be on this side of the house, you guys, the upstairs and downstairs people sort of situation. <laughs> uh, and so I don't think necessarily the boats are versus the cars, although necessarily a lot of people that were in the cars got voted out pretty quickly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so maybe you know, maybe the boat people had it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, man, yeah, they did. They didn't. They stick the majority of the the reality people on the boat. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think it was like Mickey, Erica, and Rick that were in the cars. Oh. See, set up to fail. Yeah. <laughs> so there it was. <laughs> Well, the, so the celebrities versus the plebs was the kind of main <laughs> dynamic at the start. Did, did that ever change at any point? Was there, or did that, was there always kind of there a celebs There was like some temps. There are like some people like tempted and tried, but uh, no, it was always there, I think, to the end. Interesting. <laughs> um, did you, did you want to be a trader? And how would you have how would you have played if you were a traitor? Um, who would you have murdered first? Oh man, uh, I think I wanted to be a traitor right up until I was doing my interview with Karen, uh, <laughs> and she's asking you all sorts of questions, and she's just like looking at you with this like cold sort of like, oh, she's just beautiful and really hard to talk to, and it's just like you, <laughs> her, and like nine cameras all around you. <laughs> that was one of the first times she's like asking me if I want to be a traitor and I went excuse me I'm just I'm trying not to cry and I'm just remembering how to breathe and at that moment I was like oh I'm not here to be a traitor that's not <laughs> I'm not that's not what I'm here for <laughs> yeah I'm trying to remember how to function as a human being please don't make this more complicated <laughs> yeah. yeah there's no way that I can do it I think if I was a traitor I would have gone to Trader Tower first night and just been like crying just a ball of water being like i don't want to kill any of these people and <laughs> you know <laughs> um I'd, I'd be the first voted out first night just because i'd be like i'm so sorry guys <laughs> queens cry on tv mary that's all we gotta do <laughs> actually mary but while we're at the top how did you like, how did you feel that you were Annabelle's winner pick? Uh, I loved that. Uh, <laughs> it was always like, <laughs> I, uh, on Spotify, I like did a little like screen recording and I sent it to everyone in my family and I was like, look, look. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <Winner> pick, yay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I, 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 
I am kind of glad that mine and Annabelle's picks like actually made it sort of fuck or else it would be very very sad if we would have been embarrassing yeah i know i know (laughs) and we just based that off photos of you (laughs) and your yeah (laughs) very superficial judgment i stand by my choice it was a good choice no No, we were so high on you (laughs) based off your bio Um, we love a comedian I'm going off, I know. Like, going off what you were saying about, like, you wouldn't have uh, murdered anybody if you were a traitor. At the very beginning, you were very sus on Donna. Um, what was it about her that made you suspicious? Uh, a little bit extra, you know, a little bit more extra than everybody else. Uh, I Like, I've come to learn that that's just, like, that's just Donna. And again, like, when we're nervous, we make weird decisions. And it's the first time any of us had been on camera like that. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of us had been. Uh, and so, yeah, I just think in that situation where you're not sleeping, you're not really eating properly, you're really stressed out, certain personalities just don't click that fast. And I think that's kind of what was happening with me and Donna. I lived for Sassy Mary in these first couple of episodes. Mm. I feel like the editors were going out of their way to kind of highlight you as the sassy one, like when Donna's crying and then they just cut to you glaring. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, okay, I I have had a couple drinks at that point. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to lie about that. That's just who I am as a person. And and she just she just came up and was crying and it just really felt all of a sudden it was like day one and I felt we were all like we were all kind of a little bit tipsy joking around and then all of a sudden Donna just came in and was like crying about the game and we were like I, what what is happening <laughs> what's happening why what's, why are we doing this now we have, we haven't even slept yet. <laughs> Just arrived. <Yeah>. Be less. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to not be suspicious. I don't know. Just like tone it down just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking just then, like, I guess the traders is very different to something like Survivor where you would probably get emotional re- really quickly in Survivor because you're in the elements. You're sort of overwhelmed by being in a completely different scenario that you normally would be and you're sort of forced to think about like making a shelter and fire and blah blah blah. but in the traders it's so quick you guys are in like a house like the the sort of and also you're immediately sort of set up to sort of be very suspicious of one another so i could easily you could easily see how like somebody being super emotional people wouldn't immediately see it as like a play right off the bat you know and it was right after the round table, so I think everyone was kind of feeling like it's very easy to get overwhelmed after the round table if you were picked to be a traitor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but in Donna's case, it was just because it, it was overwhelming to be in the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to speak for Donna, though. Like, that's not, oh, that's no. not, <laughs> it was overwhelming for everybody. It was just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We spoke to Donna. We we stand Donna. Um, yeah. So, so by episode two, you're kind of you're starting to look at Kevin and May now. What traits or behaviors were you looking out for when it came to traitor hunting? Who was being the loudest? So I had kind of like it's 
a double-edged sword. It's like who's being the loudest, but also who's being the quietest and who's just like sort of, because my, I wanted to not necessarily stay in the background. I wanted to be friends with everybody. So everyone knew who I was and what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. It's better than just sort of being in the background and agreeing with everybody. Yeah. Um, as far as like, I first started thinking it was Kevin because he was so keen to be friends with me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what, I'm that, yeah. uh, 80%, 80% sure you're a fateful. And he would say that to me almost every day, sometimes a couple of times a day. And I was like, why? <laughs> why are you so sure? Like, how can you be sure that I'm 80% a fateful? Like, what have I done? Yeah. Other was... than you're just saying that to be on a good, good side. Yeah. So was that kind of made extra suspicious by the celebs first plebs dynamic as well where like he's actively not talking to any other civilians and then then there's me special me no uh that felt that that like went straight into my delusion of like grandeur and like like, yeah (laughs) obviously you're talking to me like come on you I, I understand why you wouldn't want to talk to them, but me, I'm special. I get that. I get that. Cause what, cause... Love bombing works on me because, of course, you do, right? Yeah. Because did you find that everybody did gravitate towards you and that's sort of what made it easier to sort of make bonds with everybody as well? Uh, I think everyone kind of gravitated towards uh, everyone. And I actively tried to be happy and like Mm. (laughs) connect with everyone Uh, I found out like since then like watching the show that uh, quite a few people found that suspicious of me to to walk around and be like let's force the connection right now you have to like me yeah (laughs) we love a people pleaser so on Kevin like he was convinced you were a traitor we saw him sucking up to you in episode six did it seem out of the ordinary or was that something that had been consistent from day one? I, I want to know more about your relationship with Kevin. I felt like that had been consistent on day one. We talked uh, a lot of games together uh, privately and in groups of people. Uh, even like off camera, like going to dinner and stuff. We had a lot of uh, good like personal chats. So yeah, I felt, I felt like we had a really good connection and I, you know, I kept jumping between like, oh, Kevin's a traitor and trying to make sure that like a faithful is on his side or Kevin thinks I'm a traitor. But it was never like so sure that I thought that Kevin thought I was a traitor until the night we banished him because he just kept like looking at me with these huge heartbroken eyes. And I was like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> what do you want from me? And you were one of the pe- few people who didn't uh, to banish him. Yeah. 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 Wait, was that the one where you had the thing upside down? Yeah. (laughs) My favorite, (laughs) my favorite moment. (laughs) Uh, Cersei Murray's our favorite. All right, rewinding a little bit, let's go back to the Colin vote because that sparked a lot of emotion. Um, uh, So talk to us about why you got upset about voting with the group and I mean, you were reassuring Fierce and every everybody else who who didn't vote out Mel B that you wish you had <laughs> stood up for them more. Just talk to us about your kind of feelings around that. Uh, 
what they didn't, it's just things that they didn't show. I had spent a lot of that round table actually like defending because it was between, it was like Colin versus Donna. And I had spent so much of that round table defending Donna and being like, it can't be her if she's just loud. Like if it's, she's a scapegoat, it's very obvious. Let's move on. And I didn't think it was Colin. I knew that it was Mel B, but it was very obvious by the tone of the round table that that's not where it was going. And when it comes down to the two people, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to defend someone the whole night and then be like, oh, by the way, here's your name. That's not my style. Uh, unfortunately, my not my style either is making friends with someone and being like, oh, by the way, here's your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, both situations were hard. And I was definitely not going to put Mel's name down because I'd be the only one. So I guess on that, who were you closest with in the manor? And and like, what were your strategic relationships versus your personal ones? I had a personal and strategic relationship with Crystal. Absolutely. Uh, she was day one. We arrived in the same car to the boat together. And so that was a very quick, like, we're best friends. And just we've clicked on a lot of different levels already on top of that. And I felt like the two of us together had really good reads on everybody. Uh, a lot of times we would talk privately away from the group and then come back to group and then spread out around because it was kind of, it's good to not have known allies in the traders, I think. Um, yeah, I think Crystal and then Mel, Mel A, where the two, two of the women that I just like stuck very close to and, and love to this day very much. Yeah. We saw you and Mel A really bond when you were both um, <laughs> put up on the block with Kevin. I know. You were sobbing into each other's arms. That was a beautiful moment. That was like only, they only showed one of like, I would say a hundred times we did that, or at least I did that. I'd be like, okay, I need another hug right now. How, how stressful yeah. was um being, um I, I always refer to it in the wrong way. What is that called? Being put up for murder? I was on death row. Yeah, death row. How stressful yeah. was that? Like how, do, how much of an extra element did that add to your thought process throughout that day? Oh, so much more. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, every every morning you kind of wake up and you're pretty sure that you're not going to go down to breakfast. Uh, but when you get to breakfast, you're like, oh, okay, nothing bad can happen to me for the next 24 hours. You know, at least because, uh, you know, you don't think you're going to get banished if you're a faithful. <clears throat> um, but then you, your name gets read out and you're like, oh, and it changes the mood because everyone else feels so much more comfortable. Because they're not going to get murdered. Yeah. And so it's hard. You're trying to not feel resentful of their comfort in the game as well as just like, okay, I'm, I've got a one, thir- one in three chance of going home. And even then, you know, you're either going to get, I've watched the show, you're going to get banished, murdered, or banished within those three tables. <laughs> There's not a lot to turn around people. Yeah. Especially in our game. It's really hard to turn people's minds around in our game. Yeah. Um, speaking of, like, added levels of paranoia, on top of that, you're on the red team, which obviously started because Kazi decided to murder somebody on the red team. Um, how did that impact how your game and how you're thinking? 
Well, because it was Crystal. So that was like a big blow to me personally. Um, and I think because people did know that Crystal and I were friends. And I think because I didn't react super hard that day was what got a lot of suspicion on me. Uh, and I, people were talking about how like, oh, she's not very ride or die, is she? And I was like, I asked to speak to the counselor after breakfast. What do you want from me? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and so that was like a shock. And then I think uh, that that brought me to Kevin a couple of times because uh, everyone kept asking him, like, oh, if you got the shield and you weren't on the red team, what kind of gamble would you make to, like, shoot a shot at someone that they probably didn't have it. And so he was, like, trying to give out. He was saying, like, oh, the, this, that, this, that. But I probably wouldn't do it. And he was just too confident about it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you probably got it, Ben. You got it, and you're the traitor. Yeah. But it was koozie the whole time. Yeah. Bloody koozie. <laughs> <laughs> you was just saying before, Mary, how... It was really hard to change people's minds or, or kind of change the vote. Did you ever change your vote at the round table or was everything always kind of set in stone before you went in? Uh, a few times I changed my vote at the round table, like the, the Colin and Donna vote. Uh, that, like the very first one, I changed my mind at the round table. And also when I voted for fear. That for, I can't remember exactly why, but it was like a, a flood of other people that felt the same way. That they, It was like we were possessed. By the ghosts of the manor, <laughs> like I've asked everyone, I said, "What was said that night that made you change your vote from whoever you were going to vote for to fear?" And none of us can be like, "Oh, it was this." We just all did it, and so that I, I can't remember exactly who I was planning on voting for that night, but it did. It changed while I was there because I'd never intended to vote over. Yeah, were you did you have a fight with Fierce or were you one of the blessed few who, who managed to avoid that? I feel like I'm one of the blessed few, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it would have been so random, though. <laughs> so on the, the time you're on death row, absolutely screaming because in the mission you are in a team with just Cozy and Mike. Cozy no. desperately wants to throw the mission so that Kevin can get the shield. Mike desperately wants to win the mission so Kevin can't get the shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who did you think were the traders at this point in the game? So I knew it was Mike. Because ever since they said death, they read our names on death row, I was kind of like looking around at everybody. And I was like depressing to look at. I know that. And like <laughs> hard to look at that day. But Mike was the only person who absolutely could not keep eye contact with me. And he like every time he looked at me, he would look away. And I was like, oh, you, you did this to me. Okay, cool. And so I wanted him on my team just to kind of like suss him out a little bit more. And then hopefully he would feel like we vibed together and he would want to keep me around. Um, and I didn't suspect Koozie, but I picked her because of her job. I was like, oh, you have to be detail-oriented. She's going to be great at this mission. 
if she did it. <laughs> yeah, if she wanted to. <laughs> if she wanted to, she could have been great. See, <laughs> you, that was the night that Kevin's banished and you do put down Mike's name um, yeah. and then go on to be murdered. Why do you think you were murdered? Was it for putting Mike's name down? Uh, I think it was a bit of that and also just because I had been spiraling a lot that day and like crying to different people being like, I just want to see my baby again. Like, I just want like, she's not even a baby anymore. She's seven years old. And I'm like, I just miss him so much. She's just so small and I want to hold her. And, uh, and so I kind of feel like it was a little bit of like, let's get this crazy bitch out of the house now. Uh, <laughs> it was a messy killing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, the weight of, was completely off your shoulders. Yeah. What, so, like, let's... Is there anything you would do differently? Like, if you could pick something you would change about your game that you think could have scored you the win, was there anything? or? Uh, I would take more pictures of my family and maybe, like, videos that they sent me. Uh, I did get, like, a little text message video halfway through the game from my daughter and my husband where it was, like, her... It was like two and a half minutes long. And like, obviously the producers have to look at it before I did. And they were like, you got to see this. Don't, it's so good. You got to see this. So they watched this two and a half minute long video of my daughter, like talking and joking and telling us about like watering the garden and all this other stuff. And I just broke down. I was sitting in the kitchen and just like crying. My face was so wet. I was sobbing and I was showing people who were getting their dinner. I was like, look at this beautiful angel. Um, so I would have said no to getting videos like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was my downfall, was like getting getting that video in real time and being like, oh, I could be home with her. I could be... Yeah. I could be, that, that sounds like a better use of my summer than freaking out about maybe getting murdered. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that breaks the illusion. Your suspension just... Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm in the real world. Like... Yeah, there's something waiting for me out there. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if I ever got to do something like this again, I would not get those. I'd be like, no, thank you. Let's not have those videos. <laughs> if you were asked to come back and do the trays again, would you? Oh, yeah. I would do any reality TV show in a heartbeat again. That It was like so much fun. It's like the best worst experience you could ever have. Yeah. And my worst my worst day there is better than like some of the really cool things that I've done. <laughs> like Boy. my worst day on TV is better than like my best day performing comedy on stage is how I feel at this moment in my life. Oh yeah. I feel like that's yeah. one of the things with like these sorts of experiences is that in some ways it can be really bad for some people, but in other ways, you know, you could be there for one day. You could be like me and be there for one day and you can still get so much out of it. Um, and so, yeah, there's always that sort of woulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda in terms of mm-hmm. your experience. But at the end of the day, if you had a positive experience, there's no way you would ever say no if it came up again. Yeah. And like, I met some really cool people. The people that go into reality TV have the strongest and biggest personalities. Uh mm. And they're just so much fun to be around. And they're so much fun to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
we all need more insane people in our lives. <laughs> I think so. I, I recently started writing a joke about, like, I, I love watching reality TV because it's full of stupid and crazy people. And I'm stupid and crazy, so representation really matters. Uh, and that's yeah that's just been my entire life you know <laughs> yeah uh, I feel like we can speak to that as well <laughs> yeah totally I, I was really excited because I thought oh my god this is going to be the first time in my life where I'm not the loudest and craziest person in the room unfortunately <laughs> I am the loudest and craziest person of the loud and craziest <laughs> that's, that's, that's like gold star compliment though come on <laughs> um, all right so you're that's coming the back best. It's round two. You're playing the traders yeah. again. What's your strategy now? Uh, probably still the same. Make friends and and stay in the middle. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best plan for any competition show where there's voting involved. Uh, is stay in the middle of the pack. You don't want to be a, a leader where that makes you target, and you don't want to be at the end because that makes you a target as well. Just being in the middle. Everyone knows you. Everyone knows you're chill. Yeah. Most of the time. Um, yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's the strategy of my life as well. Stay, stay in the middle. Yeah. Quietly big. Yeah, because now having listened to everybody and obviously knowing Annabelle, if anybody that I've ever spoken to who's got who's been on the traders and would go back, now I realize as a person who hasn't been on the traders but has watched the show. I feel like you literally basically at this point have to be how you were last time or mm -hmm. else if you're not like that, it's immediately suspicious. So you'll have to be chill and Annabelle has to be like super <laughs> on top of it. Like there's no, you yeah, can't be yeah, not yeah. that or else that's suspicious. It's crazy. Well, and I was thinking like anyone who does the traders a second time, unless it's an all stars, like everyone has played the traders before you're immediately suspicious. Because yeah. people are like, oh, you've played the game. You know how to play the game. Yeah. Totally. So what move did you make in the game that you're the most proud of? Oh, I think voting for Mike on that last day and just, like, being so, so sure about it. And just and I talked to people in that little, like, reality time after the vote. I was just like, I might not be here tomorrow because if we think about the pattern of, Everyone who's voted for Mike is now gone. You know, keep following that thread. Just keep doing that, please. <laughs> Just keep following that. And obviously, that didn't work. People didn't listen to me. Um, but yeah, I think that's the thing I'm most proud of is being like, oh, I knew immediately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. what was, because then it's so obviously it was then insane. To you, it must have been insane that basically nobody really went that hard on Mike, even after basically everybody who voted for Mike, especially after Kuzi left, like it was sort of a bit obvious. So what was your reaction to the finale then? I was shocked. Okay. I was not <laughs> expecting it. I like, I kind of knew, you know, we've got a group chat, so we kind of like knew, but the way that it went uh, and then watching it with my family, who I didn't tell like anything to, and having <laughs> and having them because I went to Toronto to go watch it with Cass. Yeah. Uh, so my family texted me like three hours after watching it on their time zone, and we're like, "I can't believe it!" Like everyone is freaking out. It was just it's a shock ending, 
I think yeah. it's the best ending uh, for for traders. Like that's kind of what you're going for. It's not mm. called the Faithfuls for a reason, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I and obviously they edit it in a certain way so that he looks more suspicious than obviously he did because it, it felt like nobody. Like you would say his name, and then just like just like magic, it was out of your mouth. He's amazing. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is. Totally. And such a testament to his game that, as you say, there yeah. were such clear signs he was a traitor. Everyone who who says his name goes out, and and everyone was still so confident in him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh no, obviously someone's trying to frame you, Mike. That would be crazy for that to happen. What? Four times in a row? Oh, my God. Yeah. Poor Mike. How terrible. <laughs> Insane. Someone must really have it out for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, in retrospect, was there a fun moment that we didn't get to see? What? There was so much. Oh, man. Uh, I We were always joking around off. On and off camera, and then there was, uh, like, I guess, you know, it's not, those aren't fun to, to put on a TV show about suspense. You know, you don't want to have, like, everyone laughing in the corner. But I did get text messages from uh, cousins and stuff who watched the show and went, yeah, there's, like, a really serious scene, and then I can hear you laugh in the background. It's very, like, I can hear you laughing in the background. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a loud, it's a loud laugh when it gets going. Um yeah, I don't know. There's nothing that I could really pinpoint down. Uh, everything was fun in the show. Yeah. Oh, well, we did get to see Mike, you know, doing performing his magic tricks, yeah. showcasing his talent. Did you ever do a stand-up performance for the matter? No, I would just, like, drop jokes every once in a while. I'd, like, walk in and be like, how about this one, you guys? And then, like, walk away again. <laughs> uh, the, the church mission, I think that's the night that we're on death row, the day that we're on death row. Yep. Uh, I told a bunch of, like, we were inside the church, and so I just kept whispering really dirty jokes to Kevin. And he would be like, can you, like, do you not see where we are? <laughs> like, no, no, this is great. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing it on purpose, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I'm having so much fun right now. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. You were so fun on the show, Mary. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. And it's been Thank really you great. Thank for to having hear... me. It's Anytime. great to hear more about your game. So where where can people follow you? What have you got going on? Where can people find your comedy? Uh, I've got a TikTok and an Instagram is where people can find me at Mary Wiz Borden, which is like a mix of my last name and my husband's last name. It's like an inside joke with my family. It just felt comfortable. Uh, but that's like W-I-S-F-O-R-D-E-N. Uh, and that's, and it's got my comedy and my TikToks and little bits about my somewhat boring life. <laughs> well, I've seen that Donna's started doing the TikToks as well. Have you guys thought about doing a collab? <laughs> I don't think we have. Uh, we'll have to see if she's interested in something like that. Psychically, she probably already knows. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and Phil, what have you got going on? Um, well, well, you can still obviously watch my show and Why Presents Plus, Chill with Phil. 
Um, but um, you can follow me on Instagram at Chili Philly and on Twitter at the Chili Philly. And uh, well, anyway, you can say what, what how, where to follow you, but then we can say where you can follow both of us. Oh yes! So <laughs> well, actually, let's start with that. We've launched socials please follow us on instagram and twitter at babes on the brink um yes it's a real account it's phil isn't my stalker who's you know <laughs> posting stories about me so don't about that um so please check us out there please leave us a rating and review as well so people can find us and know that we are a real account and not Phil stalking me. Um, otherwise, you can also find me Instagram and Twitter at Annabelle CE. Super excited because the Traitors UK starts next week. Um, oh, we're so super excited. lucky. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mel B will be taking over from me here at Babes on the Brink with Phil. So we love a bit of Traders Canada representation. And That's I will be fun. joining. Puya over on reality TV wrap up. So that's super exciting as well. Thank you to everybody who has listened to us um, during the Traders Canada. We've had the most fun with you. And a special thanks to Mary and the rest of the cast who, who've done deep dives with us. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. All of the success in the world is wished to you for the new year. You. Yeah. No, so thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being our last one. Well, to our knowledge, our last one. I'm sure we could. We'll speak to everybody <laughs> in in other format. But yes, no. Thank yeah, you for yeah. being our last proper deep dive exit interview. Oh, I love to be here. All right. Have a good rest of your day, you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Bye.